Hi everyone, welcome to a, another episode of After 25. I'm your host, Asha, and um, so on this episode, guys, firstly, before I even start, I need you guys to start, um, to start subscribing, to leave reviews, to come on my DMs, like I need some interaction, you people, I'm lonely, so I need you guys to come and tell me what part of the show you're loving, also give me suggestions on guests, come on, help a sister out. But on this episode, I'm really excited because what I'm trying to do with the podcast is to speak to black women from all types of industries, different industries. So today I've been trying to get, I've been trying to get this sorted and thank God it's finally here. I'm speaking to the, do you know what, before I even start, let me look, look at me, I'm already excited. So welcome to the episode guys. So please let me start with welcoming my guest. Um, <laughs> Shay, what I do, I do get people or my guests to introduce themselves because I believe in self-hype. I really do want my guests hey. to come on. So listen, <laughs> I really want you guys to come on and hype yourself and tell us, tell my guests exactly who you are. So welcome. Yes. So for everyone who might know, who might not know, my name is Shay Universe and I am a singer, a songwriter, an actress and an all-round creative. Um, yeah, that's me. Uh, I love it. First of all, did you forget that you also rap? You know what? Yes. <laughs> I'm so I'm gonna be so honest. Rapping is something that I I don't know if I can claim right now. You know what I'm saying? I love to do it, but I feel like once mm-hmm. I claim being a rapper, that kind of puts me in a whole different pool of fish. You know? So um, I mean, yes. I'm flattered. I'm humbled. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if I can step into that title yet, you know. Yeah, but the, the little snippets that you do, see, this is the thing. I I really like, I love that you do give it a go. You do the rapping, even though you don't seem to claim it, because I feel like so many of us were so nervous to do things until it's perfect. Like, yeah. until you're like, you know what, it's perfect. But the fact that you still do it, and I like what I hear. Like, sis, I don't understand. Like, I... I like exactly Thank what I hear. If you are not calling yourself a rapper, me, I will do it. It's like, wow. <laughs> no, because I, like, I've been on this whole thing, journey about claim it, say what you are, like walk into it. So I honestly feel like I've been, I've heard you rap. I've heard a lot of your tunes. Mm. And so let's go back to that. So even though you don't think it's perfect, but you still do it, where, where does that energy come from? Wow. Wow. I'm so glad that you asked me this question because I was thinking about this the other day. Like, I'm a very, um, you know, down-to-earth, approachable, calm and level-headed person, you know, for the most part. Because I manage myself as well, which means I have to liaise with everybody directly. Um, It it forces me to just have to be grounded all the time because there's more at stake, you know what I'm saying? But in saying that, I still am human and I still... Um, feel frustrated by situations. Yeah, let's yeah. Say, we've all been in situations where, let's say, we can't necessarily express ourselves the way that we want to express ourselves because of diplomacy or professionalism or, yeah. you know, having to think, have tunnel vision and think ahead, like, will this affect my career down the line, etc. But I still feel those emotions and, you know, they still go somewhere inside me and I feel like that is what I channel in my rap. You know what I'm saying? That's mm. like, the, that's that side of me. It's a bit more hard-hitting. It's a bit more, you know? But yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. I think that's where the energy comes from, generally. I love that. I really do. Because it reminds me of, I think we've all, like, know so many artists that talk about having, would you say it's kind of like your alter ego? 
Yeah. Be like, 100%, yeah. 100%, yeah. It's so crazy because it's like the only people that really see my crazy side is like my family, my closest friends and like, mm-hmm. babe, really, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But everyone else is like, I kind of just keep, there's like a little bit of distance. So they, they don't really get to see Shay Shay, but Shay Shay, I have so many different sides. I have so many different yeah. personalities and personas, you know? I, and that's, I feel like, I love how you mentioned the people who actually do get to see it because that's, that's one thing that I'm so grateful for, that, that there's people that you can just be your whole authentic self. Exactly. Like they get, sorry for Bay, but Bay, they get every angle. They, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Bay will get the happy one. Bay will get angry. Bay will get crazy. Exactly. Bay will get, I just woke up and my breath is banging, but you will get this too. Listen, everything, every single thing. But it's such, it's so nice to have that. So, I, let's go back to the start because I always like to ask with the show I love to talk to women about their career so mm-hmm. how what so obviously singer cre- creative what is the career and how did it start <sighs> um how did it start so I have been singing um from very very young like I was literally mm-hmm. born into church my mom's a gospel singer as well like she's been the leader of the choir from as long as I can remember so I just always sang um mm-hmm. and when I was younger I was like you know I would say oh I want to be a singer but I didn't really know at all what that would take like what that meant even yeah. I just wanted to be a singer and then in school I would like study I guess like subjects that supported that vision drama dance media yeah um, those kind of things and then it was it was in university to be honest that i really thought okay i'm gonna actually be my own artist and start as shay um and i feel like university was a very um revealing time for me being the first time that i was away from home and i actually just had a chance to learn myself you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. as a pro a lot of that once we're under our parents dictation or um guidance rather we just take what we know or what they yeah. know as what we know you know what i'm saying but then when you have that space to yourself you can then like start to pick apart okay who am i certain things that you thought you knew you actually clock you didn't like you don't at know at all you know that <laughs> whole process know. starts and so yeah i started to release some stuff on soundcloud um in like late 2015 2016 and i also started to release covers on like twitter um i'll do these covers that would just like neck down i wouldn't show my face and i would just just sing like short snippets of songs that i really enjoy yeah. and they just started to go viral and that was like that was like the extra push because it was like, okay, now I know that there's actually people out there that appreciate my sound. Cool. And then I started to make my own music. And literally since then, it's just been, it's just been what it is, it man. Is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> I love, like, because when you say like you wanted to sing from young and it was like you started in the church, mm-hmm. was it? Because I know I wasn't born in a church, but I kind of have family, friends and everything like that. So when you go from singing in a church and singing outside a church, they're two different it's things. True. It's so And trying true. to explain that to family who aren't from the church, what was mm. that conversation like? They'd be like, you know what, Ma, I want to do music full time as a career and yeah. not singing about God. <laughs> what it's was mad? It's actually so mad, you know, because. I went through that whole conversation and that whole period mm-hmm. with my mum. Obviously, her being a gospel singer as well, she of course she wanted me to do gospel. I feel like she still, in her heart, would love for me to return to gospel one day. Yeah. I will. You know, maybe I will. I don't know. But 
she really wanted me to be a gospel singer. And um, I just I just felt and I knew in myself that um, it's not it's not that I have anything against being a gospel singer. I love yeah, God. Yeah. You know what I'm oh saying? Oh my God, love and gospel music. Ooh. Exactly. And I love gospel music. Um, but I feel like, I personally feel like my calling is such that is intended to bring even the non-believers to God. You know what I'm saying? And yes. like sometimes that that is easy easier communicated to people through what what people would label as circular quote unquote music mm-hmm. because you know some people they see gospel and as soon as they see gospel they switch off because it's just like okay well that's not me I don't believe in God so but yeah. I've had people that have listened to me listened to my songs and it's like made them feel like there is something bigger than them that is real yeah you know what I'm saying so I don't think it's it's narrowed down to one specific way of touching or healing or reaching people um yeah 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 that's just what my belief has been. So when I had the conversation with my mom, she obviously tried to push for it to be gospel. However, mm-hmm. now I think her seeing where I've come, what I'm doing, um, the person, the artist that I am and how all of my following understand who I am and respect yeah. that. You know what I'm saying? I think that's kind of changed her outlook a little bit. So now she's she's literally like one of my biggest fans. Her and my dad, it's mad, it's mad. Yes, that's how it should be. Listen, I have a three-year-old. Whatever he wants to do, oh me, I will be there, just chilling for no reason, just there every day. <laughs> I love <laughs> it. I love it. It makes a world of difference, honestly, when you actually cultivate and support your children's dreams. You know, um, yeah. another thing I was talking to my parents about the other day was the fact that a lot of African, I'm Nigerian, a lot of African households don't really believe in like creative subjects as a valid, Ooh. you know. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad. Yeah, I'm so glad you went to that way because I I was lucky. I was also from a family. My parents, my dad was very like supportive. Anything we wanted to do, like mm-hmm. I also wanted to do music when I was younger. Mm-hmm. I even went to the Brit school. So he, oh wow, took, yeah, like he took me there audition. I went there. So I think the Brit you start from year nine, year eight or year nine to year okay. eleven. So I went there. So I love music. And my parents were like, my dad was always like, whatever you want to do, I'm behind you. See? So, so that's such a blessing coming. I think you're right. Like African parents, traditionally, the creative world is not really seen as where money is made, exactly. where you'll be taken seriously. Mm-hmm. Like, so how old were you? So you finished school. How old were you when you had, like, when you sat down with them and had that conversation of, you know what, music is it. This is full time. <clears throat> um... That would have been in two thousand and that would have been in two thousand and sixteen, which was what five years ago. So I was twenty. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I was twenty. That's when I had the conversation with them, and I was two thousand and sixteen is when I graduated from uni. So, or when I was about to like you know go into the world, I actually went into straight into full time music after graduating from uni, which. Nice. No one does that. Ah, you've got guts. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, <clears throat> no one really does that. Like, mm. and I was just blessed to have been in that position where I could actually survive on just being like doing full time music. Mm, yeah. So, yeah. It was a blessing. It was a blessing. That's amazing. Was it kind of like because I feel a lot of people take a long time trying to find their passion or the so called calling. Mm-hmm. So was it that like, you knew straight away that music was it? Was there anything that you felt like you had to do work? Or, like, was it something that it was, you know, I don't know. I think 20 is 
such I I I'm so inspired by younger people because I feel like they find mm. what they love and you can't hold them. It's literally mm-hmm. I'm gonna try this until the wheels fall off, whatever this is. So like for you to get to tw- to be at twenty and straight away you finish school and you're like I want to do this instead of getting a full time job. Mm-hmm. Like was it something that is just, is that just in your character? Just to be let's go, let's try this. <laughs> just to take like, risks and stuff. I mm-hmm. mean, is it in my character to take risks? I wouldn't say so. I feel like I'm a Gemini. I don't know if like you know about star signs. I don't know about star signs as much as I should, but I only know about myself. <laughs> exactly same. Exactly, I can't lie. So the only thing I do know about myself is that I am, I am versatile you know I'm so I have so many different sides and like I like to think that I wear all of those different sides just as well you know what I'm saying depending, yeah, on my yeah. mood, depending on how I feel so with with like coming out of university I just thought to myself I have to believe in what I have you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. I've never really been that kind of person that um, I don't see myself just working for a company for the rest of my life. Like I'm too, I'm too. I like change. You know what I'm saying? I like yeah, yeah, yeah. I like exciting. I like spontaneity. That type of thing. So um, I just, I just took the leap of faith, man. It was scary, and I mean, sometimes I had to teach myself. I had to like give myself pep talks to get myself into the mindset of like, shoot your mm-hmm. shot. The worst that can happen is no, and if it doesn't happen, oh no. my. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. But shot. Yeah. And it's so mad because the amount of times I've actually shot the shot and it's gone through the hoop with ease. Like, I'm like, why Is was it? I hesitating? Why was I, you know? So it's been a journey. I feel like even where I am now, there's going to be a lot of people that are very shocked to hear me even speaking like this and being so sure of myself and knowing exactly yeah. where I'm going because I was really that shy person. I was really that shy person that... Were you? 100%. I would walk Ooh, into the like, no, okay, I know that I have a voice and I can sing, but I don't, I didn't know my worth though. So I'm walking yeah. into the room and I'm seeing other people and I'm thinking like, oh my gosh, wow, like I'm here, you know, that type of mm-hmm. vibe. And obviously I will still, I will still always retain my humility, but now I know who I am and I know what I bring to the table. That's the difference, you know? Yeah. No, mm. that's so cool. Like when you st- the shooting your shot thing, oh babes, I feel that. Like mm. I for the longest I was telling people telling myself, I was like, you're not really hearing no's because you're not really taking chances. Mm-hmm. You're not putting yourself out there and actually saying what you want. Like mm-hmm. you're not contacting people, you're not doing what like for one thing I say, Oh, I wanna do this, I wanna do that, but what are you actually doing about it? And shooting your shot, I promise you, like honestly, it's one of those things where once you've done it. And then whatever happens, whether it's a no or a yes, mm-hmm. you're like, did you die? Sometimes you ask yourself, you're like, did you die? Exactly. You just have to take the step, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, That's just... Mm. Honestly, 100%. So what did you study at uni? So was it music as well? Yeah, I studied American theatre arts, which is... Oh, okay. Yeah, it's, I guess it's similar to like an acting, musical theatre type course. But the difference is in my second year, I got to... Um, study in America for a semester. So I went to Texas and I studied at a university called Stephen F. Austin University. Best experience ever. Like Texas was yeah. like a whole culture shock, super different to what I had been used to. Um, and I, that was like my first little taste of 
America, I guess, in the yeah. sense, the music industry sense, making a, like, a couple connections and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, that was dope. American Theatre Arts, um, that was the name of my course. And that, I went to um, Rose Bruford University. The full name of it is actually Rose Bruford College of Speech and Drama. It's called a college, but it's a university. Yeah, um, where is that? I haven't heard of that. It's in Sidcup, which is like... Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. South. Yeah. Sidcup. Yeah. Yeah, yeah south-ish, yeah. Kent-ish yeah. area. Um, but yeah, I owe a lot. I owe a lot to that university, man. It really shaped me as a person, you know? Yeah. That's so important. Was it, like... Because I always want to ask for my guests, because I feel like I... When I went to uni, I studied fashion. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't so... I think when you're at uni, you go through kind of like the motion of just being at uni, enjoying uni and enjoying what you're doing. You don't mm-hmm. think too much outside of uni in terms of like, oh, work, what will it look like? While you were doing the course, was that, did that ever come to your mind? Like, because I love to ask everyone, especially black women I come on my show is, did you see yourself in that industry? Was it, was, did it even like come to your mind? Because I think sometimes when you're younger, you're just going through the motion. You're just enjoying it. You're just, you're living and that's how it should be. Mm. But then when you come out, you're like, wait, I, did I really... Yeah. Who, who, who yeah. is in this industry? Who looks like me here? I, I understand. I understand exactly what you're asking me. And um, it was exactly that. I was just going through the motions. I did not mm-hmm. know what the heck I was doing, girl. Okay. <laughs> I was literally just like, I can't, sometimes, I can't lie. I think back to those days and it's like, I really miss that stage because at that stage, it was so innocent. It was so raw and I just did it because I loved it. Literally, I wasn't overthinking anything. There wasn't Mm -hmm. the business side, the politics, the uh, uh, art to think about. It was just purely, I love music. I want to sing. That's what I'm going to do. And it was beautiful. Honestly, for what it was, it was truly beautiful. I feel like when I came out of uni, I definitely... I knew that I wanted to be a music artist, but I didn't know anything about the music industry. I did not know yeah. anything about anything, literally. Um, and so that was a gradual process, learning about that. And it came with a lot of surprises, I'll be honest. <laughs> yeah, with, I can imagine. You know, just learning about the ins and outs. And there's there's so much more um, to consider when you're becoming a music artist, because the music industry is a business first and foremost, okay? Everyone that you see that's doing bits and is up here and is in the mainstream yeah. media, they are heavily intertwined into the business of music. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And that's a very important thing that a lot of people have to remember. So um, I've been blessed to be in a position where, as I said before, I'm managing myself. And so that means that I get to learn all of these things inside out firsthand, as opposed to having someone else that's just, you know, doing it all for me and I just don't really know what's going on. Yeah. Um, so... Yeah, I didn't really think about the industry until I found myself in it. And I think, and now I know that as anyone who's trying to be a music artist, you just have to be prepared to deal with that side of things. There's no way you can escape it. You know what I'm saying? They come together. Yeah, that's cool. So was it was it a an actual decision that you made for yourself? Like you actually sat down and was like, I want to manage myself. Was this a, a conscious decision? Because I, I read about it and I was just like, oh, look at this babe. She's managing, directing, doing this, like literally everything. And I love that for you, sis. But like, Thank you. How did that decision come about that you're just like, no, I'm going to be a one-man show. Like, I'm going to do everything. Um, You know what? It wasn't a conscious decision. Well, it was and it wasn't. It was in the sense that I did decide 
I was the person that made the decision to be so. Mm-hmm. However, it came from being managed by someone else prior and then just okay. reached a point where I felt like, okay, I don't know, certain things in this relationship don't feel like they are in line with what I see for myself. So it wasn't a bad, bad thing at all, but it's like with management, it's very, very techie because you really have to find someone that really understands your vision. Yeah. And management is there to basically guide your vision through, you know what I'm saying? Not not overturn it or say, boom, I, I see this for you and I want you to be this person. And so you- No, okay, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that's a fine line. It's a very fine line. So, um, you know, no love lost at all, but I just got to that point where I just felt like, okay, this is feeling like it's conflicting me a little bit um and so i left the situation and it just put me in a position where i was managing myself so i was like okay cool i'm just gonna have to do this obviously i had already learned certain things from that um previous situation and i'd been managed by somebody else before that as well so all the things that i'd learned and gathered i just kind of took them on and i just started doing stuff for myself there was more to learn obviously but that's how it came about and now i've been managing myself for i think just over two years so it's been a while um, I can't lie, it's, I think probably after I released this project, my first ever mm-hmm. project is coming this year, by the way, guys, which is crazy. Exciting. But um, I think once the project lands, I'm definitely going to have to take on some sort of help because, you know, it's getting a lot already. But for now, I'm just doing what I need to do, you know? Yeah, it's, I, I honestly, when I read that, and because I was doing a little, look at me doing small, small research as well. And when I read that interview, it was, like, I felt it was so amazing for you because when it comes, you're so, like, being young, being a young black woman in, in an industry that is predominantly men, mm-hmm. grown-ass men who control mm-hmm. this. And for me to hear that you were doing that and you were going at it and you were doing it with such, it was just effortless. Because the, the the things that you do produce, I was, one of my favourite tracks right now is Royalty. Like, I think I have, I have honestly, like, I have, finish the whole house with royalty every day it will wake up <laughs> oh thank you queen thank I you. Think, no honestly because um even the the oh my god you're gonna kill me the rapper whose name escapes me koji radical yes yeah i was literally like that is our jam he's lit like he's been your soul so honestly i have to tell you like just the fact that to see to, to hear that and to read that you're taking your career into your own hands. Because I think that's what it is. When you manage yourself, it's kind of like you're literally, you are the front, the back. 100%. Everything goes through you. 100%, 100%. Exactly. It's, it's, it's crazy, man. It's a lot, but I'm really grateful to have been able to do this for myself because now I know myself, like, inside out. Yeah. And if anybody is coming now to join onto my team, you know what I'm saying? You need to be thorough with what you're doing because I've I've been there, yeah. done that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, <laughs> so, like you need to see the vision. Like you need to be you need to see the vision, be part of the vision. Exactly, exactly. Um and it's yeah, it's given me just more confidence in what I'm doing, which is good. Which is good. Yeah. Because it's kind of like I think music, since I started the podcast, you get it's there's this releasing something that you care so much about to other people is ah, I don't know how many anxiety moments I've had. When you're just like, wait, I'm show, I'm giving you guys my baby. Like I've literally sweated. Mm-hmm. For me, it's like editing, trying to get the visuals, trying to get the mm-hmm. right guests and get the conversation going. Like for you, how is that? How is that process when you worked on your music and having to like? I I literally used to tear my mind up about this. Mm. 
like this is before I knew who I was really I wasn't assuring who I was you know self-worth journeys and all that kind of stuff yeah I literally bogged my mind down with oh my gosh is other people gonna like this is radio gonna like this is my family gonna like this everybody's opinions you can possibly think of I was bogging myself down with because I just wanted to I wanted to make everyone happy you know what I'm saying who doesn't want everyone around them to be happy like generally speaking that's just my heart generally but as you get to know yourself more um and i'm gonna be so honest my brain is this is this is one of the i guess you could say downsides to managing yourself my brain Mm -hmm. is on go 24 7 even when i'm I'm my brain is even going when i'm sleeping i'm so sure i'm so sure (laughs) You're like writing, you're writing lyrics saying, like, it's just on go all the time. There's always something to do, someone to get back to, something like, and so when your brain gets to that point, you have less patience for certain things. You know what I'm saying? Now your peace of mind has to be a priority. You know what I'm saying? In order for you to keep going and keep doing what you're supposed to do on this calling of yours. So it's deeper than now. It's like, I can't give the same energy to certain things I was given before. I can't be worrying yeah. about whether who's who's going to like it, who's not. Now, mm-hmm. I understand that whoever is supposed to gravitate towards my music will do so. You know what I'm saying? That is the journey. You right. Yes. The, the best thing you can do for yourself is be authentic to yourself because that's the only way you're going to attract the tribe that you truly need, you know? So that's all I do now. A hundred percent. How did that journey, how long did that journey take for you to get to that stage? Because I feel like, I feel like we all want to get to that point where you don't care and you're just on go. And and it's so right what you're saying. Number one has to be your peace of mind. But how long did it get you? Because you're, you're a big, you're 25. So mm-hmm. you're still, I, to me, I'm like, listen, you're still at that. I'm so inspired by you and also envious at the same time because it took me a long time <laughs> i yeah, i'm not gonna lie yeah. me, no, honestly like it took me a long time for me to get to that kind of like no shade but shade like fuck you everyone else it's all about me like mm-hmm. i as much as we want to make people happy and i think that's a lot to do with being first of all being african i think mm-hmm. our backgrounds you know how it is like yes yes auntie, not, not even yes. mum and dad happy. You're trying to make auntie, cousin... Everyone ah, happy. No, everyone 100%. happy. So when did you get to that stage? Like, how long did it take you to work to get that to that journey? Honestly, honestly, I feel like the journey is never complete, you know? Mm. I'm still... I still have... I still have days where it's harder for me to, like, keep sight of the vision and emotions get the best of me or whatever it might be you know what i'm saying i'm still yeah. human at the end of the day um and i feel like there's a certain element in everyone in everyone of kind of knowing better but knowing better and doing better are two different things you know in this situation i really shouldn't be petty i should just move on mm-hmm. from it. but that little thing in you is just like my spirit like that's just how it goes however um yeah i guess i am very grateful to have to have this perspective on life at such a young age i feel like i feel like honestly a lot of these revelations have come in the past like year i think lockdown as depressing and Mm. as trying as it has been has also been a big blessing in certain ways in the in the sense that it it um it forced me to 
reflect internally. Yeah. It forces you to confront all of your own stuff. You know what I'm saying? Um, and if you're bothered to do that work, then you come out at the end of it a much better person, like a much more self-aware person, self-assured person. You know, it just cuts a lot of BS in your life with other people in relationships. It's nice, it's peaceful. Um, oh. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So that's, and I desire a life of peace. Like honestly, being a music artist is already, it's already so chaotic and so hectic in so many ways. Yeah. Like, so the one thing that I can control, which is my private life, my peace of mind, I am going to manifest peace, you know? And yeah. I think that is really the main reason as to why I've just clung onto all the gems that I've acquired thus far, which has led me to be able to be as grounded as I am, like at this age, I think. Um, I'm also the eldest of four um, in, in an African household and I'm a woman. So I think that all of those things combined as well have just led me to be more kind of I don't know I don't know I don't know what the no, word I, I hear what you're saying I 100% hear I think you're so right I mm. like for me if we're not even asking you how the lockdown's been for you because mm -hmm. that's exactly it I think for me it took the lockdown for me to kind of like sit still and listen to myself and listen to what is it that I really want like where mm. am I spiritually mentally so you're right like I think lockdown as, as evil it has been, it's really been like, I think it's been so good for me because I've literally mm -hmm. had a moment to be like, no, let me listen. Like, what is it? What's my heart saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How yeah. do I feel? Like, check it mm -hmm. in. Like, how do I else? feel right now? You know yeah. what I'm saying? We carry around so many emotions that we don't, we're not even aware of. We're literally just numb to, we could just be in a bad mood. I'm, instead of questioning, like, what's making me feel like this? It's just, yes. oh, it's how I feel today. Today's going to be a bad day, period. And then, you know, people and don't really delve, that. you know what I'm saying? They don't really delve in and pick apart why they're feeling the way they're feeling type of thing. But lockdown definitely made me do that. And um, a lot of clarity has been found as a result. Mm. No, it's been beautiful. That like that self discovery journey. Um. So how has how how has lockdown been treating you? Because I'm so sorry, I didn't even ask. But how has it been, girl? It's <laughs> been crazy as hell. It's been crazy. It's been up, down, left, right, diagonal. It's been like I have days where I feel so optimistic. I feel so mm -hmm. good. I feel so ready to just do the things on my vision board. You know, I feel active. I have the vim. I have the energy. And then I have other days where I just, I'm just overcome with hopelessness and yes. sadness. And I feel, it feels like so hard for me to just get up and do anything. It's crazy. It's like a, it's like a very extreme paradox. And um, I don't know if it's just me. I don't know if other people are. No, ending. I'm there you know, finding that the uncertainty of lockdown is, is changed us in a way. Like yeah. it has changed us in a way as a people, as a collective. So it's been, I mean, ultimately though, I'm just grateful. I'm grateful to still be alive, to be healthy, mm -hmm. families alive and healthy. You know what I'm saying? There's, there's simpler things that we forget to be thankful for in each and every yeah. day. And that's what I've now tried to just shift my focus to. When I wake up, I just thank God for being able to see, to think, to speak, to taste. Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying these kind of things. So, yeah, lockdown, it's been interesting. But um, I feel like overall it's been a blessing. Oh, that's so good to hear. But it's, it's I get, I 100% get what you're saying. I think lockdown for me, I've had moments where 
mm-hmm. you know sometimes you feel like it's so unreal it's like mm. it's, sometimes you ask yourself like wait is this really happening like are we exactly like are we on a whole lockdown where i cannot leave my house like it was so crazy mm-hmm. and then for me to have because i've got a three-year-old and he was it was oh. crazy because he he was my son he was what kept me sane but he was also what was driving me crazy at times mm-hmm. so, mm-hmm. like like <laughs> listen, to be locked in with a three-year-old with no nursery at first so we were like together every day wow that's a lot of energy you know oh these people they wake up at 6 a.m and then they come and wake you up saying mommy it's time to wake up i'm so and you have one and you haven't you haven't even really like you haven't opened your eyes and already some small person is telling you it's time to get up <laughs> like, <laughs> so he definitely kept me at peace because it it took my mind off things. It took my mind off like really getting down and Mm-mm-mm. really overthinking the situation. So I get you, mean. So there were so many times where I'll be laughing and happy and then I'll take a second and be sad and crying at the same time. So exactly. it was really, it, it was really crazy. But how has, so with the lockdown, do you feel like any relationships have gotten better? Because I also feel, I think like relationships with my family, even though we don't see each other as much, it's been crazy because we Skype and Zoom and everything. Mm. And I was just like, wait, we're a little bit more closer than what we were when mm. we actually mm. were in the same household. No, definitely, man, definitely. I feel like my my family bond has always been, like, extremely close in it, to be fair. But in this lockdown, it's gotten, like, super duper, super duper. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, when I feel like lockdown, it puts into perspective, yeah, that this life is... is unpredictable anything can happen in this life literally and so you know in my household we tell each other that we love each other but literally we say it excessively even if i'm going up if i'm just going upstairs from being downstairs love you if i'm leaving the house (laughs) literally it's it's yeah but i like it that way i love that yeah um i feel like relationships with my friends like my closest ones they've definitely strengthened as well because it's through these tough times that like um, friendships outside of family are tested really it's like you know yeah. not even in the sense of oh are you checking up on me every day because I feel like no one's really in the mind space to be everyone needs their space right now but just oh, the relationships that actually survive that you know um, and on the other end on the flip side of that there's definitely been relationships friendships that have been exposed <laughs> as a result talk of talk about it yes yeah. um just unlikened energies like people that we're not the same we don't we don't think the same we actually don't have the same mindset or you know i don't another thing as well is when you are in a position where literally your sanity is hanging by a thread it's like one day you're like this and one day you're like that you can't afford to have any energy around you that is due to pull you out of character or take any more energy from you in a negative way than necessary you know so there's things like that you have to be more brutal about your your peace and protecting your peace and stuff like that and so yeah on the flip side there's definitely been um certain friendships that i had to like step away from as well as a result you know no that's so true because i that's so crazy because a similar thing i think all my guests they've heard me say this i i think the last for me it was the birth of my son a lot of things just changed i really like i really got into like no my peace of mind is everything like if i'm Mm -hmm. raising a whole child I don't need stress outside of this. Like I want my son to see as as happy as mommy can be. So mm-hmm. I had to definitely kind of let certain friendships go. Cause I'm, I also got to a point where I'm just like, now 
being at this age, I'm no longer, I don't subscribe to the longer that I've known you mm. is those relationships are mean so much to me. Because I'm now, I've learned that there's some people you might know for a couple of weeks, a couple of days, but their heart is so pure and already they're full, like they already have good intentions for you. Mm-hmm. That exactly. time doesn't mean anything. I've learned that and I've, had, I've also had to let a lot of friendship, it wasn't like, it wasn't even toxic because I've never, I've been blessed that I've never had toxic in my life. Like I don't, mm. I'm not anyone like something crazy happening, fighting with friends. I don't do that. Mm. Me, I don't have the energy for it. <laughs> but, but I really, I don't. I'm like, I'm literally someone who hates confrontation so much mm. that because I know that, I say, I know that once I go there, once I get confrontational, I can't come back. I haven't, mm. I haven't matured enough. Mm. So I try to avoid certain situations. I'm like, yeah. I'm not going to right because mm-hmm. if, if we go there, sis, we're not going to be able to come back. Yeah. So I've, yeah. I've definitely had to like let go of those kind of relationships. And um, it took the pandemic to kind of be like, hey, my peace of mind means more than anything. Yeah. 100%. So that was, that was definitely such a, um, a big factor for me. So when like when we're talking about because you you mentioned that you're the oldest of a the oldest of a family and being a woman and things like that how do you think do you think like with how you were raised and like your, your responsibility as an older sister has that kind of has that molded who you are today has that been something that's played such a big part of who the woman that you you are today hundred percent man hundred hundred percent I think I think being um, the eldest sibling of any household. Um, mm-hmm uh just kind of promotes a level of maturity in you by default anyway you know it's kind of like the whole third parent thing whatnot i mean i guess that differs depending on the type of household but i know that was definitely the case in my household um just having to be the person that kind of watches over my siblings etc that um that definitely caused me to mature faster i think and just on an empathy level on an empathetic level um I'm a very empathetic person. Um, I have a very big heart. I think some of these things are just due to my natural nature. But again, they are they have definitely been influenced by the fact that I have younger people, um, you know, under me to look after and to show love and to nurture yeah. as well. You know, it means that you're kind of always conscious of your other people, you know? Your siblings, yeah, coming Yeah, exactly. Um, you kind of think in a different way because it's not just you. You are forced to think about other people too. Um, forced sounds like a, like a bit of a brash word to use, but you know what I mean? <laughs> but you I know what you mean. Way. I wouldn't have it any other way, but no. those are things that it causes, um, I guess. No, that's so cool. So has music, has music also been something like your siblings? How old are your siblings? How much old, younger are they to you? So I'm 25. My sister below me is 23. I have a, I then have a brother who's turning 20 in July, and then I have a final brother who's 18. He turned 18 in February. So we're all kind of ready. Oh, to nice. Be- you guys are quite close. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We're all close in age. Um, super close relationships, as I said before. And um, they are they are musical. They are musical, but they just yeah, they, yeah. They actually pursue it as a thing. Um, my sister, she can sing, but she's just not a singer. You know what I'm saying? Okay, okay, um, okay. Also write like she can also write songs as well. She's actually helped me write other like some songs in the past. Um, my brothers, I can't lie, they used to sing like they used to be able to yeah. sing sing when they were young before their voices broke though. <laughs> 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 when they were mad young and their voices. 
they could actually sing still, but then like Puberty now... Puberty is so like, out of order. How you just take someone's talent? <laughs> what? Now their voices have broken and they're just not even trying to hear it. They're just like, what? Nah, I'm not a singer. Da, da, da. You know, they're just, they're not about it. But um, I feel like my, my family is just generally quite musical. Everyone has um, a decent musical ear, you know? Yeah. And then what I love about that is that the fact that you're the older siblings and you're the older sibling and you started off the music. Because I feel like with being the oldest, we kind of break doors. We we do things to make it easier for the ones, but like we take the we take a lot of the harsh punishment. We take the judgment, so they mm-hmm. can so they can come through. Because I I feel like if it was someone, if you did something like let's say something doctor, the the careers that our parents love to push us, mm-hmm. if you did that, it would be so much pressure on them to also follow that. But because you're doing music, it's kind of like mm-hmm. you can. Do bring anything yeah, yeah, you know what? I've never thought about it in that way. But yeah, I guess so. I guess so. One thing I will say, though, is I feel like between me and my sister, my sister was definitely more the one that kind of, like, pushed boundaries in terms yeah. of, like... Rebe- uh, like rebellion type of thing yeah I, I never rebelled yeah as the first child I was too scared I was the, the field was just too you know what I'm saying like, it was the first experience and I feel like when you're the first child in an African household they hold the reins extra tight because yes out of their own fear of oh this is our first time like and when, mm-hmm. when you think about it I sometimes think I was my parents' first experience of raising a whole other human being, you know. That's listen. a scary experience, you know. You you, so, have, you have to, listen. Yeah, you have to question like, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. I actually have to raise this human being to become a decent person in the world, to have morals, to have principles, to carry themselves well. Yeah. Da, 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 da. So yeah, my parents, they they've done their absolute best, man. And I feel like they've done a pretty good job because, you know, I'm the woman that I am today, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. Um, yeah, man. Yeah. No, it's so true. The fa- it we don't really. Do you know what's crazy? I think we get older. Like mm-hmm. when you when we're with our family, when you're younger, you don't really pay attention. You're like, wait, these people. We were the first. Like, they didn't really know what they were doing. They were winging it. They were try like literally winging it. And I mm-hmm. also was my mom's first. So I was my mom's first okay. daughter. She was twenty one. Okay. She was twenty one when you had me. Can you imagine? Wow, that's young. What? Yeah, like what you would have been thinking because. I had my kid at 30 and okay. even then, like mm-hmm. even then when I had my kid, I I like I I don't think motherhood changes no matter how young or old you are. I think it's still hard, period. I think yeah. motherhood will force you to think a certain way. And I think a lot of like I have a different respect for single moms, young mm-hmm. single moms, or I have a different respect for them. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like motherhood, it doesn't matter how old you are, how young you are, it comes out of force. So like we don't really think about we don't really think back and think, wait, our parents, like my mom, 21, you're raising a daughter and trying to raise a whole human being. Yeah, yeah, it's true, it's true. It's true, man, it's not, like, boy, <laughs> parenting is not easy, it's not easy, man. It, it's really not, like, during the stage, I'm like, everyone, to tell everyone, please, check on your parenting friends. Just mm. make sure that these kids haven't, haven't got, because usually what I do, I hide in the bathroom. <laughs> I have... <laughs> Listen, guys, you guys know on my Instagram, I'm always like, guys, I'm in the bathroom drinking a glass of wine. (laughs) (laughs) I'm finished. These are tips. If motherhood is ever something that you want to try, please have a little glass of red wine uh, on the side just to to get you going. It's it's not easy. It's really not. But I do. Okay, so I want to get back to why I was so interested. So, so excited to speak to you a woman, a black woman 
within the music industry because I feel like recently in the summer there's been kind of a lot of things with the industry itself I think people didn't actually realize just how what's the word not even shady shady is not even a word to describe how the music industry can be at times because I think there was a recent situation it definitely it can be shady but yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay so you're inside look at the face <laughs> So for me, it's always to find out what is, how is the music industry for black women? It's like (sighs) in the UK, because I, it's, I don't, for me, I didn't, I didn't realize just how important a lot of the artists that influenced me when I was younger. And now that I'm older and seeing and be like, wow, you guys went through this, like the, the mystiques, the Kelly LaRock, the Terry Walker, these are all women that I grew up loving. And then I'm like, wait, like, they didn't really talk about how hard it was for them as black women back then. No one was asking. Yeah, no one was asking. That's the problem. No one was even asking. But being a black woman in the UK music industry is very frustrating. That is the word, the immediate word that came to my mind. It is absolutely frustrating because um, you you don't get the looking that you deserve. Um, People don't take you as seriously as they should. Um, Your your patience is tested and you are kind of forced to have to react again in a diplomatic way or, you know, not not stepping on certain people's toes because you'll very, very quickly be labelled the angry black woman. Oh, she's a demon. Oh, she's difficult to work with. Oh, she's this, she's that. Um, I really hate it. I really hate it. And that's why my goal is literally just to work to the point where I am undeniable. You know what I'm saying? I'm undeniable. Nobody can, now you have to respect me. Now you have yeah. to, you know what I'm saying? That's the goal. Um, and so now, you know, there's definitely times where I have to just bite my tongue. I just have to like grit my teeth and just be like, okay, you know what? <sighs> it's not worth the energy. Not just today, keep... Jesus. <laughs> exactly. Not today. Not today. Um, and you just keep it pushing because I have a bigger goal in mind. Yeah. So that's, thank you for being so honest because I think mm. frustrated when I, I, I don't think we really get to understand what it's like. I think everyone, we all say, oh, it's hard for women, it's hard for black women. I don't think people actually understand how hard it is to be in an industry where, like, I don't care who gets offended by this, where you are the majority bringing in the talent, you are the ideas, you are the creatives, you Mm -hmm. are the backstage writing the songs, you are the, the lead backup vocals, but not to get the respect that black women deserve mm-hmm. and that that's to me like I like I'm saying like being older it's now got me to look at things with a different eye like I can't look at things with a simple child man childlike eye I think I was yeah. that's why I want that's why I had to have a show like this because I was just like wait I'm seeing so many black women mm. in different industries killing it mm. but you but the black women are not getting the you're not getting the celebration. You're not getting the the awards. And I know everyone says, you know, it's not about the awards. It's not about the acclaim. But when you put in your whole heart and soul into your work mm. and not to be given that same respect. Yeah, true. And, you know, you have to pay attention to these things. I don't think it is about the, about the awards per se because yeah. again, the awards, they are decided by a group of people, one group of people. You know, there are so many different people in the world with so yeah. many different objective tastes. So um, 
I'm not so much concerned about it being about the awards. However, I feel like paying attention to the awards and how they go time yeah. and time and time again, you have to, you know, because this is the industry yeah. we find ourselves in. It goes back to what I was saying about how I really love and miss the days when I was just singing just for the fun of it, because them days there, I hadn't noticed all of this stuff <laughs> in terms of, yeah, well, yeah. maybe I guess maybe I would have noticed, but not experienced firsthand, like, and understood, yeah. wow, this is really a, a business. And for some reason, they feel like black women are, I don't know. I don't know what they feel like, but I that's actually, every industry, though. That's crazy know. because it's every industry. Mhm, mhm, mhm. It's it is crazy, and it's it definitely gets exhausting. And sometimes I do feel discouraged. But the most important thing is that once you go through that period of just like getting frustrated, questioning certain things, you are back on track, and you are you know assured again of why you're doing what you're doing and where you're gonna get doing what you're doing. So. So this brought around the way Instantly connected when he caught my eye Nothing ever was the same Couldn't seem to get his picture out my mind Then we took it all the way I could have sworn he was just my type Then he, he said to me You're my lady You're my lady Okay um, so I did have a question. So when it comes, so my I'm always interested, especially with women artists. How how important is your your look? Like how important is is she smiling? How important? How much pressure is that? I don't know if it's pressure is the right word, but how important is that for your overall package? Mm, that's a really good question. Um, personally, personally. Image is really important to me. Um, I'll mm -hmm. be honest. I've had a very interesting relationship with um, my image and myself mm. and my body. Um, yeah, because yeah. my mum, bless her, she's like, she's so full of personality. She's like glam. She loves all things glam. You know, she's, you know, she's, it was one of, the, one of those situations where when we're going to church, she'd be like, ah, I'm not going to put a bit of powder, a bit of, you know, oh, she likes, I, yes, you know, Thing. um and bless her obviously that's just her personality and that's just how she is but growing yeah. up it's like when you're kind of under that pressure to you know you're taught that your best foot forward is you when you're doled up you know what i'm saying yes. it kind of has this an effect in a way where you you because i don't know you form certain insecurities when it comes to your natural self yeah. accepting you in your natural state you know what i'm saying and being a music artist when you're in the spotlight all the time there's always a publication being published or an interview coming out here or this or that. you're seeing yourself constantly all the yes. time if you're not at peace with how you look and and you know natural not natural makeup then you're gonna struggle um it's gonna always start to feel like mental torture and i'm speaking from personal experience because i've been there where it's like i'm looking at myself and like i fully do not feel feel like I look beautiful I don't feel like I am beautiful as a result of things that I've internalized and yes. all that other kind of stuff um but in that journey in that process I'm glad I'm not there anymore I'm now a lot more comfortable in my skin a lot more comfortable in my body I feel like as an artist it is important to be um aware of your image and your brand because you know it's all part of being a music artist this is what people 100%. you know this is what interests people they're like okay this person's sound i love the sound i wonder what they look like you know people mm -hmm. are interested in this kind of thing um but in the same breath i don't think it should rule you you know i don't think you should like like strive for perfection that's when it gets yeah. unhealthy you know yeah no that's so good see 
I'm so glad that you did mention like growing up. I think with, with I think with most of us, with our mums, especially African mums, it's always that thing where to be your best self, your hair needs to be done. You need to look this. Exactly. A woman does a, a woman like my mum. If I wake up in the morning, I remember waking up. She'd be like, Ah, a woman, you should be dressed and bathed and glittering already. <laughs> And I'm up, it's 12 o'clock. Like, and the thing is, it, it does have its perks and ways because I feel like from that, now that's where my, my class comes from. You know, I have mm. taste as a result of my yes, mother. It. You know what I'm saying? So there's certain things that I, I really do have to thank her for, but it's like, it's just striking that balance, really. You know? It is, especially when you kind of, when you become a woman yourself. I think mm-hmm. it's trying to, what I've learned is I thank my parents because my dad, I was a big girl. I, I'm still not small, but I was <laughs> I was a big girl before and I had a lot of insecurities with my weight. And I think my dad, mm. he tried to help me by saying, oh, babe, lose weight. I know you're not happy. Lose it. Oh, it doesn't look good like that. And as much as that was good for me because it did motivate me, I also had to deal with a lot of my own personal insecurities because now I'm just like, damn, like if I'm too big, you know, you know, our parents sometimes... They, they mean it with the best of hearts. Exactly. I know they do. Yeah, I, the way that they say it is just very... It's very cutthroat. Yeah, very cutthroat. Yeah. It's very cutthroat. So, and then I, then we notice with the music industry, well, anything visual, I think we're in a day and age where anything visual you do, whether it's Instagram, I'm, you know, doing the podcast and putting myself forward. There are these insecurities to be at the front of things. So how do you... How do you try to not let the outside noise get to you and just kind of not worry about the pressure of looking a certain way? You know what, yeah? I saw a post one day and the caption said something along the lines of like, this body, this face, this this these eyebrows, this nose shape, lip shape that I have yet is the same nose and lip shape I'm going to have for the rest of my life. Unless I decide to go and get surgery and change myself. But if that's not something I choose to invest in, then this is this is the body that I have <laughs> for the rest of my life. Like with each day that I spend spewing hate towards it or looking at myself in the mirror and just, you know, like speaking nev- negatively into myself, it's not benefiting anyone, especially not me, mm-hmm. you know? And so that seeing that just made me realize the sooner... I start to practice self-love and just learn to appreciate and cherish this body that I have. Worst case scenario, if I'm really that unhappy with myself, then put steps towards working towards being better, whether that's getting my health up or working out or, you know what I'm saying? But I have to learn to love this body because this is what's going to carry me through my life. (laughs) This is what's going to carry me through my life. So um, I feel like that's really, that realisation is really what just led me to be like, you know what? it's not every day beat yourself up for not working out some days just love yourself with everything that you have you know there are and you know there are people everywhere you go in the world there are people that are worse off you know there are always going to be people that are worse off and not to even like use another person's demise for me to be like celebrating my blessings but you just have to face the facts of reality like count your blessings whilst you have them that's the point of the matter you know a hundred percent a hundred percent and i feel like there's women like yourself who are out there i I didn't realize how much I appreciated seeing women that look like me out mm. there. I think we take it for granted when you're a little bit younger. You know, you're younger, like, it's great to see them, but you don't see them see them. Mm-hmm. And then you get older, and now I'm like, nah, I see you guys. Because I feel like it's so, like, this is what's motivated me to even start my podcast. Because I saw women that look like me. Even at this mm. big age, I was just like, no, I'm seeing women who look like me who are in this industry. So I feel like it's so important to have 
women that look like us in different industries to have a woman that look like you that has the same shade that I have and that is doing what you're doing mm-hmm. it's it's amazing I think that's we need more we do we need more of that definitely definitely representation matters man representation matters and like that's my whole thing that's what i'm about Mm -hmm. like i do this so that anybody else that is like myself looks at me and is like wow well if she can do it then i can do whatever it is that i can i want to do like Mm-hmm. that's a hundred that's literally been my that's been my saying i think people when they hear this they're gonna be like oh here she goes again saying the same thing but i say it <laughs> no i say it all the time i don't say it to make what you're doing seem any less important i don't say it to make what you're doing look seem like it's easy because sis i know like i when you talk about doing something just for the pure love of it that was what music was for me when i was younger mm. like i just used to sing and just do it for love i think when i went to brit school and it became it became a business and it became serious. I was just like, oh, this isn't for me. But mm-hmm. when when you're saying things like when you can do it, anyone can do it, that's kind of a, it's a motivation that a lot of people want to see. It's a lot of motivation people want to hear because yes, any career is difficult, mm-hmm. but if someone can do it, it's that motivation to be like, ah, oh, sis, you can do it too. Like, you can get what I'm This motivation definitely stems deeper than just music industry stuff. Like, mm. I desire to be that example for anybody and everybody, regardless of what you are trying to do. Um, even if you, you want to be a cleaner, yeah? I want to be the person that inspires you to do that thing so well that you end up owning your own cleaning company and you yes. are the best cleaning company that's about. You know what I'm saying? So it's not even mm-hmm. about what what i'm doing specifically is just about proving that you despite what character traits you might have you might be shy you might be more timid you might be more withdrawn but as long as you are dedicated and consistent with what you're doing you can get to you can get to mad heights like every day there's still things that happen to me yeah and like yeah. being a music artist i'm in a i'm in a pool of fish where there's this whole thing of when when like i don't know let's say if like a celebrity was to um shout you out or something people mm-hmm. just like to have pride they like to act like oh you know because i'm my own star uh like they're, they're trying to dumb it down or not show show the excitement as excited yeah, yeah like it's cat I don't, Apparently it's cat. I don't have time for none of that i will still scream i will still mm-hmm. run around my house i will still show you that yo i am gassed because i'm a real human being and this is my real yeah. life that things are happening to that's the thing that i think people relate to i'm still human you know there's none of that whole trying to act higher than thou you know we're all the same exactly oh my god absolutely i think for me when you say that when you're like you're you get hype and you that's how i am i think that there's some people i'm the kind of person i'm the girl that i will celebrate and be like oh sis you look amazing oh my god i love this i love this i'm the compliment i'm someone that someone's walking down the street and if i like what you're wearing i like how you did your hair i will cross over and be like sis i'm so sorry where did you do your hair you look nice like Mm -hmm. and i and i love that sort of energy and i think more women or people we should be like that is there a solidarity like a sisterhood in the music industry among (laughs) no hell no hell no um i mean to be honest with you i like to think that there is and i guess like to the extent that i can i try to cultivate it amongst the people that i'm cool with and the people that i like and the people i support but generally speaking nah it doesn't really exist like everybody's on their own path everyone's doing their own thing everybody's just stiff up and protective of their own domain that's just how it is in the uk i don't know exactly why that is but i feel like it's partly due to the fact that in the uk we really haven't had 
had like a strong legacy of like yeah. women in the forefront, let alone black women in the forefront. So when anyone starts to feel like, oh, they're coming close to the spotlight, it's like, oh, I've got to hog it all for myself because yeah. this is, not, you know, there's not enough space for all of us to thrive. But that's the that's the gag. There is enough space for us to thrive. It's just the mentality. It's the mindset. So I I don't know. It's it's I'm at a stage where at first I wanted to I really wanted to be that person to like you know unite all of us and like mm-hmm. make us all work together and stuff. <laughs> I don't know why I'm laughing. I shouldn't be laughing. It's not that I don't have that goal now. No, it's not that I don't have that goal now. Honestly, it's just like if you if you part of the tribe man you part of the tribe if you're not part of the mm-hmm. tribe man, then that's what it is you know it is no i hear you i like i do have to also confess because i i've noticed i think a lot of things i get what you mean where a lot of people feel like it's a competition instead of us coming together because the the market is it's not segregated it's because they're pushing us already down so I feel like no let's come together and celebrate each other and a lot of the times I see a lot of things like oh community this community this I'm like "Mm," when you really look at it it's more click than a community because community is all of us Mm -hmm. it's not click of those who are already at the top 100%. That are all together. And I'm like, but that doesn't really work. The ones that are at the top, you guys need to work with people at the bottom because that's, that's what you. a community is. No? Am I it's, wrong? It's actually so crazy. Like, obviously, okay, I am a pretty busy person, yeah. But whenever mm-hmm. I have the time, as long as I have the time to respond to comments that I see, I will always try my best to respond and interact with people. I've had artists say to me, like, why do you respond to your comments? Like, why do you respond to people? Uh-huh. Like, you know what I'm saying? As though it's, it's a thing, like, oh, because I'm responding to people, it makes me... I must not be as important or I don't know. I really don't know what the mindset is, but it's backwards because it's like, these are the same people that are keeping your career alive. Their exactly. support is what keeps you afloat. And you feel so, you feel too prideful to, to, you know, reciprocate that love. Like I, I've just, I've never understood it. And honestly, I am just, I'm proud to be myself. I feel like I will always and forever be myself. It doesn't matter what heights I get to, I will always be this person, you know? Yeah, no, that's so good. So when we, I want to ask you about your influences because you talk about, you know, there was levels, the music, yes, the video ma'am. I was watching. Yes, and just seeing, do you know how it was such, it was so nice to see the women that you f- featured, are, like the women that you uh, represented are all women that built my childhood. They're wow. all women that were part, yeah, like they were all women that I loved and I listened to. Destiny's Child, Rihanna, and like, um, who else was it? You Missy had Elia, Missy Lauren Hill, Erica Badu. Oh. Yeah, I had a couple of people in there, man. Do you know I named my son Zion after Lauren Hill, that Lauren Hill song? Oh my I, gosh. Listen, sis, when I tell you, yeah, when I heard that song, the first time I heard the miseducation of Lauren Hill, I was hooked. And yeah, I said, yeah. this song I am going to name my son like I was just like my first child I that song resonated with me and I loved it so much I was just like no this is Uh my son I know so when you represented all these women I really wanted to know like who influenced you and how how much of an influence were they to your music and to everything Mm. that you do now Mm. um so obviously all of the women in that music video for levels they definitely influenced me growing up i wasn't able to um embody every single one because mm-hmm. just like budget restrictions etc but um there were a couple of people i missed out people like brandy definitely mm-hmm. jasmine oh. sullivan definitely um there's a lot of people to be honest and even like my mum growing up like there's certain sounds i was hearing from very young that i didn't really register 
were influencing or affecting me. I was too young to really yeah. understand what was going on. But it's yeah. like afterwards, now that I'm grown and I listen back to the sound of my own voice, I'm like, oh, okay, maybe this person might have had subtle influence. Mariah Carey, for example, some of my musical choices, I listen and I'm like, mm, I'm hearing a bit of Mariah here, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I feel like the woman in the levels video, they definitely had very strong influence in terms of one thing that all of those women have in common personally for me is they, when I first encountered them and I started to delve into their music and stuff, I just felt yeah. like they were very, not rule breakers per se, but they were unapologetic black women. Yes. They mm-hmm. were unapologetic black women. They literally came forefront and they were like, this is me. Miss Yellick came with her different, like, kooky visuals, different cadence in the music. Yes. And she was just like, listen, you you guys have never seen this before and that's exactly why you're going to love me. Do you know how, mm-hmm. how much balls it takes to do that as a black woman? Yeah, um, a big black woman. A big it, black woman. You know what I'm saying? These that are was... all people. They're mm-hmm. icons. They're icons. And um, they all, little Kim, you know, coming through with her raunchy lyrics and being like, I can do it. If the man didn't want to do it, I can do it. You know, mm-hmm. so... All of them have that thing, that rule breaker thing. And I feel like me personally, that's really what I want to do in my career. I want to break the so-called rules. I want to do things that are unconventional. I want to make the things work that you thought couldn't work. And you'll find yes. yourself in your head along to it like, oh, I didn't I didn't think I would like this, but I like it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. No, that no, that was when when I was watching it, and I was just like, no, I was like, all these women, just to see it and be like, oh my god, there's each other. I was like, yes, because I, you know, I think now me having a little boy, I'm still, I'm really pushing, I'm very much pushing seeing representation in books, in music, like I'm really mm-hmm. pushing that for him. And I, for me to take a step back and just see, just like when you did the video, I was just like, wait, this is how much these women or these artists in, inspired me in my everyday role, just to be, like you said, unapologetic. Like, I love Little Kim. I'm such a Little Kim fan because to me, like, the the raunchiness i started listening to little kim i think i don't you know some things that you listened to back then you're like what business did i have Have, listening to how many licks trust me what business did i have back then listening to how many licks i was listening to it recently (laughs) ah i'm done i said me but i really appreciated a woman like her you know for you like now being a younger artist being a being a woman and with sex, you know, we at the moment they say, oh, sex sells. I think, mm. how conscious are you with that? Because you're also from a church background. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. <laughs> are these battles 100%. that you fight with? How sexy can you be, be your authentic self, but also have to I feel like how much style are you showing? Yeah, I feel like I'm definitely, I'm still in a stage where I'm definitely very much conscious of um, that whole sex appeal thing and how much sex mm-hmm. I choose to sell. Because, um, again, I still live in my parents' house. They still have mm-hmm. quite, you know, a, um, they still like to oversee the things that I'm doing. Not to yeah. say they don't dictate them, you know, so I still, you know, try to push boundaries here and there. I will still do up sexy when I feel like it. However, I feel like when I get, in, when I move into my own place and I have my own space, that will probably um, encourage me to be able to like fully explore that realm. I'm not naturally someone that is like mad, raunchy or like vulgar, yeah, yeah, yeah. I say, you know, like I'm not like a... I'm like a Cardi B per se, you know what I'm saying? Oh, but, I don't, who else is? Who is? I don't think anybody's <laughs> one. Who is one, one? But I mean, I'm not, yeah, that's not really my like. That's not really my style. Being mm-hmm. just kind of overtly like vulgar and stuff. However, I 
I do like, I am in touch with myself, you know, my sensual yeah. self. And I like to express, like, I'm a young girl, you know what I'm saying? I got that body yardy. Sometimes I like to show it off <laughs> a little bit. You, know um, you have to tell people, remind people who you are. Sometimes you just exactly. have to be like, listen. And again, that's also one, that's also part of all the multifaceted sides that I have. Um, so yeah, I'm excited to be able to delve into that properly and really explore that. I feel like that will come, you know, a little bit later down the line. Yeah. And it's exciting because... You know, I don't want to give it all away too soon. You know what I'm saying? Shay Shay is full of surprises, darling. <laughs> no, for real. And I also think that it comes with, like, age. I think yeah. sometimes, yeah, I think, like, I I don't, I feel like the sexist I feel is the older that I've gotten. Because I feel there's mm. other aspects of me I've been, just become confident with. Do you know? That's inspiring. I, yeah, I feel like it's a journey, like, this. Honestly, and even with my mom, whenever we have conversations, I, I love her energy because she's always like, oh, me, I'm a beautiful woman, I'm this. And I love that. And she, like, so I'm just like, no, I'm excited for you because I feel like it's age. I I, mm. I, I feel like the older mm-hmm. you're going to get, that's the sexiness, you'll just start to feel it. Because mm-hmm. your, mm-hmm. you know, your body changes with time. And it, I things agree. happen. And your mind. I agree. I you know, agree. so it's coming. Like she said, Shay Shay, she's going to give it to us. Shay Shay, you know <laughs> what I'm saying? No, I'm excited, honestly. I'm excited. I just like to take my time, you know. I'm yeah, not, yeah. I'm not in a rush. Um, Obviously, I want to live a comfortable life as soon as possible, but I trust my journey and I trust my purpose, yeah. truly. That's so amazing to hear. I trust it and I literally want nothing, nothing but the best. Like, I hear you. And I, the lyric, I wanted to ask you, actually. I wanted to go to, I wanted to go to the song Royalty, and just to be like, how powerful and beautiful those lyrics were. What inspired you? Um, man, being alive, being mm-hmm. a black woman that is alive and living, that is what inspired me. Um, sometimes, man, you know, this world and the systems, the infrastructures of this world can get, can make it feel like, life living is just exhausting man especially as a yeah. black woman you wake up every day you're seeing one thing one thing one thing so like everybody has something to say about black women or something to do with black women or we're being reminded yeah. of how we're being treated unfairly here or we're not being paid enough here or you know what i'm saying there's a lot of things that are just that can potentially just drag us down and get us down but i am so sorry not sorry black women are the blueprint been the blueprint will forever be the blueprint that like the the proof is in the pudding like nobody needs to even explain anything else just look at the world just look at the world do you understand what i'm saying and it's like people don't like to say this but that's just the truth of the matter and it's Mm -hmm. like some days i need to wake up and be able to listen to that song that's just going to remind me of who i am let me Mm -hmm. walk up my house with my head high and remember despite all of the noise yeah beyond all of that i am worth so much more i'm a queen period Mind how you talk to me, mind how you deal with me. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Come correct. Exactly. Literally, it's come correct. Exactly. Like, no, you know, I, I that reminder, man. No, absolutely. I just I really had to speak to you about that about that song because when I was listening to it, I was like, listen, it's like you said, it's hard being a black woman. Like mm. it's hard. Like we not only do we have to deal with being a woman first, then you have mm. to deal with being a black woman on top. 
So every day we're reminding why we shouldn't love each other, love <sighs> ourselves and love everything that we bring to the table. So when I hear songs like royalty, I'm like, listen, this is why. I wouldn't change this skin for the world. For the world. For like, the world. Not even, you could come and I'm tell saying. me that tomorrow you'll be white and you'll have this. I don't want it. This meddling, <laughs> I can't give it up. <laughs> no, seriously, man. Seriously, that self-assurance is so important, man. And the representation, as you were saying before, is so important. Like, I want future generations. Royalty, though obviously it is a new school sound because it's got that under, undertone of drill, um, though I'm yeah. coming with, like, the R&B-like melodies, I really feel like the video, just the 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 essence of it in itself is something you can play to your grandma. It's something you can play to your little daughter. You know what I'm saying? It's something that generations can listen to and feel empowered by still, despite the new school sound. Um, so, yeah, man. no. It, it sounds, it, I think from everything, because I love, like, I'm a neo-soul type of girl. I love vocals, and mm. I get that vocal from you. So from the song, I get the vocals you. from you. The lyrics, honestly, the lyrics, when I'm listening to it, I love, like you said, I can play to our kids, our mm. grandmothers, mm. anyone. And then you come you come with the feature artist. Yeah, Koji. Like, now, Koji, he was, like, the icing on the cake, honestly. Like, mm. he, he just completed that song and just made it what it is. Mm-hmm. Like, like it was an all-rounder. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Honestly. How do you pick, art, how do you pick art, artists to work with? How do you go, what's that process like? Man, I'm, I can't even lie to you. I am extremely drawn to um, the spirit of excellence. Like, yeah. I feel like there's certain people, yeah, that, you know, you know what I'm talking about. There's certain people that just mm-hmm. move with excellence, you know. You can feel it, yeah, yeah. you can see it, they ooze it, they radiate it. And, like, one thing about me is, okay, cool. Um, it's it's lovely and it's great to be a person, to be the person who is enlightening your friends and who is, like, I guess, like, an example of, oh, my gosh, like, you're, you're properly inspiring me. But I also like to surround myself with people who inspire me. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. People who are further in their careers, maybe, and have done more than I have so I can learn from them and I can... And Koji is like he's like a prime example of that um when looking for artists to collaborate with i guess i'm just i'm very big on like energies and vibes yeah Um, Mm -hmm. i'm not really that artist that's just going to be pitching songs to somebody because they have clout at x amount of time or because they're popping right now or whatnot if we if we don't resonate with each other if our energies are not likened then it's just not going to happen unfortunately but um yeah i think it's definitely a vibe thing and it's just yeah you excellence excellence the thing is yeah there are so many people in this world that are undiscovered they're unknown right now but they're excellent at what they mm-hmm. do it's like it's a timing game it's a timing yes. game. so you have to be able to identify that as well it's not always about the clout the numbers the amount of followers and stuff there's people literally right next to you that have world-class gifts you know what i'm saying a hundred percent a hundred percent and i think what we've done especially in this generation in this society is if you're not doing the numbers on Instagram, if you're not going viral, if you're not, you know, if you don't have the hype that people have built around you, people overlook you. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, oh no, you know, this one doesn't, no, you're so right. Sometimes it's got nothing to do with the numbers you're doing. Some people's energy and excellence is period and they're undiscovered. No one knows. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No mm-hmm. one knows. Absolutely. I, so this is one of my favorite parts of the show. Okay? okay. So I love to ask all my guests uh, what their relationship is with skincare. Okay. Because I because I feel like growing up as young young African women, you know, for me, I always say my mom never really pushed that. It wasn't as 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 much as into beauty as she is, it was skincare was never something that she was like, Hey, 
take some time. This is what you need to do. Like, so how was it going with your fabulous mum? Because also, I saw a picture of your mum. Your Inst- was on Twitter. You posted. Was it her birthday? No, I was on Insta. I think. I was on. I said, look at this bad. Yeah, I'm sorry, yeah. My mum, she's a baddie. Like my mum's actually. She a refuses girl. to age. I, like, I was looking at her. I was like, auntie. This is a problem with these grown women. They refuse to let us. They're on our necks. <laughs> nah, she's nah, she's stepping on necks, man. She loves her high mm-hmm. heels too, like them proper, proper high yes. ones. Like, but um sorry, what was the question again? Skin, sorry, skincare. Yeah, skincare. Okay. Yeah. yeah, skincare. Yeah, growing up, yeah, honestly, we didn't have conversations about skincare. I have had very problematic skin for a very long time. Like mm-hmm. I have hyperpigmentation. It's actually starting to clear up a little bit now, but I used to have this side is worse. Like I used to have like be really really dark dark spots from like scars from years ago and they would just Mm -hmm. not budge i didn't know anything about what type of skin i had combination dry oily i didn't even look into any of that stuff literally in my house we just used dove bar soap that was it (laughs) mind you though my mum had always used olay that was like the brand that i just remember her using from time i always see her use olay and like i tried to use it in my teenage years but i feel like i don't i feel like i was using products that were just too mature for my skin like so yeah you know, at that point in time, my skin was still developing and I'm using, like, Olay that's supposed to be stopping wrinkles or I don't know. But um, it just, it wasn't for me. And I would suffer from, like, hormonal acne, just breakouts, as I said, scarring. And it's only literally in the past year, no, in the past, like, two years, I would say, that I've really started looking into skincare, looking into what my skin likes, what my mm-hmm. what does well with my skin, etc. Um, Again, because the more you get into the spotlight, it's like, I do not have the energy to be, like, beating my... doing a full face beat every yeah. time I want to, I don't know, do a, a post on my story or go on live. Sometimes I just want to yeah, be yeah. myself. But in doing that... I'm not going to expose myself if I feel, if I know I feel insecure about certain things and I'm not strong enough to handle, I don't know, someone commenting something about my skin or about me, you know, whatever they might say. So yeah, I'm definitely working towards getting myself, getting my skin into a condition, a condition that I just feel happy and proud about. So I can just be my unfiltered self all the time, you know, without worrying about what other people think. But yeah, skincare is a big part of me now. No, 100%. I think exactly what you said. My thing is, I just, I don't, I think after having a kid, I just realized, mm-hmm. you know what, I value, I value rest. So if mm-hmm. I can rest and not have to worry about putting on makeup and just quickly, that whole get up, wash my face, cream it and go without putting oh. makeup, that was, mm-hmm. oh, that was my goal. Bad, Honestly, I feel like if I had that, I don't know. I feel like Americans. I don't know if it's in their what's in their water, their food, but you know, Americans they usually have those that like skin all one tone, tight as well. If I had that type of skin, yeah, I'm telling you, I don't even think I'd wear makeup. It would just be slap on a, a strip lash, put on some lip gloss or some lips, and call it a day, man. Do my baby hairs, and we're good to go. Like, honestly, honestly. I, the- the time when I started taking care of my skin more, because now I can't lie, I'm not looking for perfection. I'm looking mm-hmm. for, I'm happy with like healthy skin. I yeah. just want healthy skin. Like, yeah. Perfection is not going to work. So, but now I'll be like putting a little, mis- I'll put a little blusher, just a couple of dots and I'm good to go. I'm like, this is, this is Love my happy Love to see place. it, man. This is my happy place. Love to the see beat, it. The beat look, I just can't do it every day. The, the, neither, the women neither. who can, I'm like, sis, I salute I'm you, man. It. I salute Get you. It? Because I don't have it in me. What kind of products are you using at the moment? What's your 
Um, okay, so hyaluronic acid serum, pure hyaluronic acid serum. Mm. My like I stand by this product, I stand by it, and I will never not stand by it. This changes yes. the texture of my skin. Um so hyaluronic acid serum, it has to be pure though. And um Paula's Choice BHA. Yes. It's an exfoliator. It's like, it makes your skin tingle a little bit, but that has also helped the texture of my skin and also really helped to lighten up some of the dark marks that I had on my face. And I've also been using um, Thayer's. The brand is called Thayer's and it's a witch hazel like toner. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And you can get like a lemon one, you can get a rose water one and you can just get a normal unscented, unfragranced one. I have the rose water one because rose water also goes really I well. I love rose skin. water. Yeah same um and that's just what i used to tone my face and then lastly oils wise i've actually really been loving um lemon oil lime oh, okay. oil and um rosehip oil so lemon and lime oil are really good for again evening your skin tone and lightening up your scars and then rosehip oil is just good for general repair of the skin if you have any like you know i i had a really bad habit of picking my picking my scars yes. would not yeah. help because they already take oil. <laughs> um but yeah i did that for a little bit and obviously it worsened scars but the rosehip oil helped to my skin to just heal a bit quicker yeah rosehip that's that was a saver for me i've never tried lemon or lime i might have to give that a go yeah. Actually, i didn't hear i didn't hear one thing sis where's your spf oh spf <laughs> no i Let's do i do oh, okay <laughs> I, I do use SPF. It's this cool. is the podcast that will shade you. Where's your SPF? No, I do use SPF. Wow. Sorry, I forgot to mention that. But the SPF is called Clear Face. It's by Neutrogena anyway. Okay. And it's called... I think it's called Clear Skin SPF or Clear Face SPF, one of them. But I like send you the picture after. Um, mm-hmm. I love this SPF because I've had it for, and it lasts for ages as well. I've had it for ages. All you need is like a couple drops, yeah, and it spreads across your face like really, really nicely. That's why it's lasted me for so long. And also, it doesn't leave your face oily, and it doesn't leave that like UV cast on your face either. You that know, white cast, making us look a bit grey. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't have any of that. Literally, once you rub it in, it just absorbs. Your skin goes back to normal, and it looks fine. So I, I stand by that one hundred and i think it's spf i think it's spf 50 you know oh so it's, nice yeah it's a, it's a high one it's a high one no see because for me i do shade people with spf because i feel like for the longest we as black black women black people were dealing things like hyperpigmentation and those are naturally but no one told us that if you wear spf it actually helps it yeah, because if you're not yeah, if you're not wearing an SPF, you're out there in the sun, just gallivanting, enjoying your, your life, and mm-hmm. you're you're darkening it. So you know, I think that some people, when I talk about the health reasons for SPF, no one wants to hear me. So I'm like, okay, let's talk about the vanity parts. Okay, <laughs> wear SPF; it makes the dark spot go and not be as darker. Mm-hmm. So this is why I shade people because I that was one thing that's really helped with my skin. Like mm-hmm. I did everything. I think I've been into I've been into skincare me personally because I've always had bad skin from when I was like 16 mm. so I've always tried something but since mm. using an SPF that has been what's helped my skin especially really the dark spots. okay yeah, wow yeah it's really helped with that like right now I've got a bit of like a blusher foundation a little bit but my skin like the dark spots SPF has been my savior 
Mm. Like it's been so good. Um, so thank first, so thank you so much. I don't want to keep you any longer because I did say 20 minutes. I want to stay <laughs> true to my words. <laughs> I just want to thank you so much for first of all accepting my expect accepting my invite. Like when we we're talking about yeah. shooting your shot, this is me this year. I'm just shooting my shot. I I'm just like it, I loved your energy. I love I was listening, I saw you, I think it was last year. I heard the BT cipher. The, Hey. So, like I, I loved it from then. So I thought, me, I'm just shooting my shot. Let's see what happens. So it's such a pleasure to have you accept. To have you come Absolutely. on and be so open. Please, can you tell everyone what what they're looking forward to? What the, where they can find you? How they can keep in touch, guys? Please listen to Shay. Her music is. I'm telling you, I'm excited for you. Hey. Oh my gosh. Well, firstly, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for having me. And. Um, secondly, for everybody who might have missed it earlier, my name is Shay Universe. Okay, I'm a singer, a songwriter, and an all-round creative. And if you want to follow me, you can find me at Shay's Universe. That's S-H-A-E-S, followed by Universe. In terms of what there is to expect from me, I'm going to be releasing my first ever project this year, man. My first ever project. And as we were speaking about earlier, I'm definitely going to be coming with some fresh new iconic vibes okay so please stay tuned please keep an eye and an ear out for me um again just thank you for having me man i'm humbled oh thank you guys thank you so much for listening don't forget to listen on apple uh all platforms and also subscribe and leave a review please get into shay's dms and tell her after you listen to her stuff like let yeah. her know we need, to, we need to encourage i i need us to encourage all these women doing doing amazing stuff in the music industry because we need more of it i need i need more like definitely, i need more soul definitely. i need more of you guys so let's see encourage buy support let her know thank you all right thank you okay i stopped that